Welcome to the Two Mutts Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. We are now joined by Nick Bukestad of the Minnesota Wild. That shot, they score from the goal line and behind, taken by Bukestad, deflected off Vasilevsky and dropped behind him. And again to the Bukestad, he's looking to march right to the net, poke free, they score! On the rebound there was Bukestad, he's finished a hat trick. Well, Bukestad's probably been their best player so far. Bugie, how's it going? Good, good. It sounds weird. I've been introduced many times as Nick Bukestad of the Minnesota Wild, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's a good ring. Sounds good, right? Totally. We'll, uh, we'll definitely touch on that. So is this your first interview since the trade happened, or have you done a few others? Yeah, right away when it happened. It was a whirlwind of stuff. Uh, had to do a press conference over Zoom, which was interesting. But since we're in such an odd time of not being able to train with your teammates, and obviously we're supposed to be in season right now, it's just an odd time of uh, being traded and just kind of getting acclimated to a new team. But I'm definitely just super excited. Nice, nice. Well, we'll hit on that as we get along in the podcast. But uh, so how are things going? How's the training going for you? It's been good. This time has been beneficial uh, for myself individually, just trying to uh, sort my body out. It was a tough year physically. I had a couple surgeries and, you know, this is... (laughs) This has been a, a long year as far as the body um, trying to figure out what's what's been going on. So, like I said, it's definitely I'm thankful for this time and rehabbing and working with my strength guy and um, doing all different types of stuff. And uh, you know, whenever the season does start, I, I, I'm fully 100 percent ready for that. You know, it sounds like it keeps getting pushed back, but I'm just, uh, just doing my best. I'm, I'm on the ice a couple times a week and, um, working out five days a week. So, uh, the routine is, has been tweaked a little bit, um, obviously with the surgeries. So, um, I'm, I'm learning a lot and, um, you know, trying to develop into a better human being every day. It's different times for everyone here, but, um, you know, it's, it's pretty sweet to, uh, to get things kind of rolling where you can get back training for you um, with you back on the ice. And how many times are you on the ice right now? Yeah. A couple of times a week, just, you know, skill stuff. I haven't done anything uh, as far as games guys are still, I think taking a little break. If if season does start in January, we're kind of trying to treat it like it's July right now. So you yeah. kind of have to look at it from that standpoint, even if, uh, you know, there are some doubts that it might not even start in January. It might be February, but you have to kind of pencil in a date and uh, acclimate to that. So, yeah, tough times for everyone. But like I said, I'm trying to make the best out of it and, uh, you know, try to try to strengthen the body and the mind the best way possible. Yeah, I don't know exactly. It would be nice. I don't know if it'll happen. Maybe if the beauty league can start up before... <laughs> the NHL season starts up. That'd be pretty sweet, but yeah, uh, we'll be at a waiting game to see that. I don't know if you know anything on that or how things are on that front, but I've, I know that it's been something close to your heart where you've played and it's obviously for a good cause too. Yeah. My agency actually runs at Ben Hankinson and Chris 
Chris McAlpine. They uh, they're based out of Minneapolis here with Octagon, and obviously all the all the proceeds go to charity. And it's a fun event for the kids to you know see summer hockey where there's a ton of different NHL guys from the area that participate. So it's unfortunate that it wasn't able to happen, and I'm assuming it probably won't. Um, maybe without fans, but that's kind of the big deal about it. If I was a kid and I had the opportunity to go watch all these different guys from colleges and uh, professional ranks play, I would have been losing my mind on a Wednesday night in the summertime. So it's pretty cool. And uh, Alex Petrovic, actually, he got to come down and play for a few weeks. He stayed with us at our house. So I think he enjoyed that. Um, Yeah. So I'm sure some type of skate will be put together being from such a hockey rich community here. There's so many guys and we'll, we'll, I'm sure when we're good to go, we'll form some types of scrimmages to get us ready for the season. Yeah, exactly. He's talked highly of it, obviously highly of where you live too. When he went there, he's like, eventually maybe someday he would like to, to buy a property there too. Cause he just said it's such a beautiful place. Um, I don't know if you want to speak on that too, just, you know, where you're from is, has such a rich hockey history and it'll kind of lead us into our next question, but your thoughts on, you know, Minnesota and living there and being from there. Yeah. Right. Obviously a little biased, um, you know, being a native, but, uh, it's good to hear that Alex talks so highly of it. Um, you know, he, he lived in our basement for a few weeks, ate all of our food <laughs> and was out of here, but no, we had a really good time. I just, yeah, I grew up here. I got to play with my high school buddies till I was 18 until I graduated. So it, it's definitely a different, uh, different type of, um, upbringing. If you're a hockey player here, um, from a lot of different places in Canada, you have the junior ranks where a lot of guys are leaving early and, you know, playing midget and AAA around the country here. So it is a, it is a nice place to grow up and be able to develop and, uh, you know, have that opportunity to stay home and try to win the state championship and in, in front of your entire high school. That's a pretty cool thing. I never won it, made it all three years. We choked all three years, but I, we, we made it there, getting to that XL energy center and playing in front of 18,000 people as a 16, 17 year old is uh, pretty surreal. And I think, most guys that played in that, that's one of their highest hockey moments. Hopefully down the road, a Stanley cup is something I, I can also add to the list, but that, that, that definitely is, uh, you know, that's one of the highest, uh, memories that I have as a kid or best memories I have as a kid. So yeah, it's like Canada and the United States. Basically that's how I compare it here. Minnesota is pretty much Canada as far as their love for hockey and, uh, obviously the weather, the weather's beautiful there too. So, um, <laughs> speaking of Minnesota and like playing there and growing up there and in, in your three years, talk about your three years in playing for the university of Minnesota and how playing there got you ready to be the professional that you are today. Yeah. Another part of being a Minnesota kid is, uh, you know, a lot of kids want to play for the Minnesota Gophers. Bukestad, but that was broken up. And now Bukestad in for Minnesota. Bukestad walks in and scores! What a move by Bukestad! And the Gophers lead it by a goal! We'll see what Minnesota can do with under 13 to go in the opening period. Bukestad delivers the hit. Big rebound! The wild weren't always around when I was super young. So the Gophers were, Minnesota Gophers were like my NHL team. Uh, so when I had the opportunity to go there, it was a no brainer. And, uh, you know, not as about 25 minutes from my home hometown and uh, just a great university. Uh, got an education there. I went, went three years and 
kind of did studies year round, which is super nice. And as an athlete, you can kind of stay in the groove and train all year round on campus. So yeah, I mean, as, as an American, I, I think the college is more of a thought out process than, than the Canadian junior ranks. Obviously, if I'm from Canada, I'd probably be playing in the WHL or the OHL, but growing up and, and watching, uh, just being such a big fan, I, I, it was in my blood. So my uncle Scott, played in the NHL. He went to the University of Minnesota. So yeah, it was really, uh, really good experience. You're able to put on strength. Obviously, you don't play as many games in college, which is kind of the, the factor that the NHL scouts and organizations don't totally enjoy. But I do think it's a time where you can, you know, learn a lot about yourself, um, get an education and, you know, play hockey and get stronger every day. Yeah, it's awesome. So speak of your uncle. to come back and oh he hit Kennedy with a right hand now he hits Kennedy with another right you know, him playing in the NHL and professionally and what that helped you along with your parents helping you being a professional too, like leaning on them and leaning on your uncle. How, how much did that mean to you and how close is that relationship with you and your uncle? Yeah, he's been awesome. He's amazing. Um, you know, he's been a big, big mentor in my life. Um and obviously he's been through a lot of what I've been through, um, you know, playing college hockey, playing in, in pros, injuries, um, trades. So you're able to relate on that scale and take advice. And, uh, you know, it, it's good to have a family member. So I'm definitely a product of my environment. I think uh, a lot of hockey kids grow up in hockey families. So um, I guess I'm just very fortunate and lucky to look at it that way. Mom and dad, you know, they, they put a lot of money into traveling and um, paying for skates and everything. So, I mean, that that doesn't happen without that foundation. And yeah, just just lucky. I, don't, I mean, there's no other way to say it. I think uh, when I was a kid, I, I was obsessed with the game and I slept with my hockey stick. I think my mom used to say when I was uh, hopefully not too, not, not hopefully I, I think to like three. I don't know what it was. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it was just in my blood and I ended up taking liking to it. So just to be able to continue to play as a, as a job for now, it's, uh, you know, I'm definitely grateful. Speaking of, you know, getting to that next level of being a pro, um, getting drafted in the first round in 2010, how did that feel and how special was that for you to being drafted in the first round of the 2010 draft? I think that was in Los Angeles too. So, yep. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a lot. It was, it was just super surreal. I mean, at that, at that point in time, I'm still just a high school kid. I don't really, you know, no left from right. I'm just kind of going about life and playing hockey for fun and, and, and enjoying it and getting drafted was just kind of like, all right, well, it it never really clicked to me. Like, well, you're going to play in the NHL. It was just more like, well, now I have more work to do. which I enjoyed. I've always, you know, working out and doing the off-ice stuff and skating in the summers, that's something I really enjoy. So it's been a a fun process to take part of from that age uh, on. Obviously, the NHL is a business. It's it's different than uh, growing up playing on the pond, but it's an amazing league. You get to meet some amazing people and, you know, you bounce around to different teams and uh, it's kind of a small world. So everyone kind of knows each other and you build relationships and just it's it's been great to be able to do that and along with that you learn about yourself i mean a lot, a lot of a lot of health and wellness stuff that goes along with it you know you got to learn to eat right nutrition is so important and take care of your body and 
Um, I'm still, you know, every day you, you learn more and more and you kind of got to narrow down what works for you and, you know, sometimes simplify it, but there's never a lack of trying and uh, trying new things on my end. And it's been a fun ride. Playing with guys like Yarmer Yager and, you know, even Roberto Luongo and, you know, you got guys like Keith Yandel too, some, some very great players and Barkoff. What did playing with Yager do to help you out? And what did you learn from him and the years that you guys played together with the Florida Panthers? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's a cool guy. He was really, I mean, when he got traded, it was like, Oh, I, like it takes a little bit to kick in that he's here. You're actually teammates with this guy, but, uh, you know, it didn't take long. He's in the locker room just being one of the guys. He liked to chirp me and, you know, we'd have fun jarring at each other. But just as far as what I took from him is him being a bigger guy. I think looking at him as a forward, watching him in the corners, how he operated and, you know, kind of used his body was super beneficial to me um, to realize like, you know, there's a lot of different types of players in the NHL and you can use your strengths and advantages in different ways. And obviously you're Mary, I mean, one of the best players all time, but he adapted in a way from his be- beginning of his career to obviously what was he 42 when he played with us in Florida. And, you know, he wasn't the fastest skater, but he found ways to operate in efficient ways that, you know, he's on our first line with Barkov and Huberto and those guys were unbelievable. So I do think the biggest thing I learned from him was that you can adapt in the game. You can adapt um, no matter kind of what happens in your career. And he was a cool dude to talk to and learn, learn from and get stories. You know, he, uh, he wasn't short of knowledge definitely. And a, a guy like that doesn't get there just by luck. I think if you play that long, it's no different than like a Tom Brady. Uh, they're doing the right things and, you know, learning from whatever their mistakes are and in their case, not many, but <laughs> just a cool guy to play with that. Uh, you know, time we kind of got to meet you guys a few years back here in Edmonton. It was kind of awesome to to meet him and meet all the other guys. You guys had such a great group that year, such a great group of people on and off the ice too. So, and most players are right. It's a, it's the greatest thing about hockey is the human being part of it too. It's giving back and how awesome you guys are too. So to transition into getting traded from the Florida Panthers to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like how crazy was that day when you got traded and, and any kind of crazy stories of, of leading up to there and getting there. Cause I remember there was a video of it and it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. Uh, Jared McCann and myself ended up getting traded. It was after a uh, 10 day break that we had, uh, you get a week off, um, at some point in the season, each team. So this happened to be right off our break. So I hadn't skated uh, in a while. I had skated a few days prior, but uh, kind of took seven, eight days off. Came back. We had a pregame skate that day. We played Nashville. First game back as a Florida Panther that day. Uh, came off the ice and pregame skate. Some guys were in the showers and someone came running in saying, oh, there's two guys just got traded because someone ran out on the ice and got the two the healthy scratches or thought to be healthy scratches that morning. Um, they had to get off the ice because they were potentially playing and I'm sitting in the shower. We're all kind of looking at each other. Like, all right, who is it? Uh, <laughs> and I don't know. I kind of had an inkling. I had, I mean, nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing is just speculation, but got the call and I was still at the rink. Jared had already left to go take his nap after a meal. And, uh, I think it was kind of a mad scramble from there. And we looked up the schedule. The Pens had already played a few games. I think 
before that. They'd come back from their break a little earlier. Um, so they were playing that night. Me and Jared had to hop on a, they, they sent a jet, which ended up <laughs> being a little later. So it, it ended up coming at like three thirty, four o'clock. And we're sitting on the plane, like, no, no way we're playing tonight. Like we're going to land at basically game time, but there's, I guess they needed the two guys cause they traded two of their guys. Uh, they had a few injuries. So with the pilots, like, uh, yeah, just kind of talking to us. We're like, well, we're, we're playing tonight. And he couldn't believe it either. So he's like, all right, I'll try to get you guys there as fast as possible. But, uh, we ended up landing at, I think it was probably six 30 game time was seven Oh seven. And, uh, they had a police escort. It was just like, it was a, it was a dream. Like we had our Florida Panther hockey bags and uh, <laughs> we're, th- we're hopping in these cat arrows. Uh, they had a SUV for us and they got the camera guy already there in our face. Like, I'm just like, this, this is wild. So anyways, it's probably the best way to get traded because there's no time to think it just, there was no night before it was, you just got traded and you're playing in New Jersey that night. So we walked into the locker room uh, with our Florida Panther bags <laughs> after the guys had already warmed up, there's eight minutes on the clock before the game starts. So we're just like, I don't know where anything is. I hadn't eaten anything. I hadn't had my coffee. So it's like one of those where it's just, all right, you're going out and playing and hoping for the best. So we ended up beating Ottawa that night and you know, it wasn't too bad of a game. Actually, like I said, it, it goes to the the fact where less thinking is, is better. So I, I don't know. It was, uh, something I'll remember forever. And, you know, everyone remembers their, their call when they get traded, but this was a little more of elaborate of a scheme. Yeah, exactly. Um, and playing there, how was it to play with guys like Sidney Crosby and Jenny Melkin, Chris Letang? Um, you got some good goaltenders there too, even a pretty good coach and, you know, Mike Sullivan. So uh, speak on that and how that was and what you learned from that group, the two years you were with the Penguins. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was great to be in that locker room and just kind of see, obviously they were coming off two Stanley cups. So it's, uh, there's no, um, reason why, you know, you, you're not going to listen to these guys and me and kind of go in there with arms wide open. And, uh, I came in and, and just, uh, you know, tried to be the best player I could be. We ended up making the playoffs in Boston, the first round of the Islanders, but, um, just as far as, how the game was approached uh, by the coaching staff and, and more so the players um, from, from what I got to see with, with Sydney. I mean, he, he's so detailed, you know, you got to have different types of personalities too. You got to have Kenny who's a funny guy and it, it was a locker room that had won. So you, you're sitting there kind of taking it all in at least to begin with. And there, there's a reason why they win, you know, they practice hard, they train hard and Sydney kind of sets the tone from, from the standpoint of the, the work hard aspect uh, <laughs> that first practice with them. It was crazy. The intensity, the level it was at. And, you know, you, you come to realize, well, they, you know, the top um, kind of sets the tone and Sydney and he, he's the best player in the world or one of the best players in the world. And, um, you know, he's the hard guy on the ice that kind of makes the full chain work just as hard. So just a great, great years to be a part of that. And, uh, you know, and I'll obviously miss my time there, but now being traded to Minnesota, I can take what I've learned in that locker room and I've learned in Florida. You know, there's a lot of experiences that I can grow from. Yeah. And finishing up on getting traded and going back home and, you know, playing now when we can in front of friends and family, obviously a team that you grew up cheering for when you were a kid too. Like how awesome is it to be back home where it kind of all started? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I would have never, I mean, as a kid, expect to be able to play for him. And, um, you know, at this point in my career, it's, uh, it's a little different. I think I probably would have uh, handled it a little differently when I was younger. And um, just as far as like having the nerves and having to deal with uh, a lot of the, the outside stuff going on. But I'm at a point in my life where I've got to kind of shut, shut that outside noise down. And, you know, I got a wife and two kids now. So it's, it's a different point in my life where I think I can handle the load of uh, being a hometown kid and I'm just kind of looking at it like I got traded to any other team. Obviously, it's a perk being able to live in my own house and, uh, you know, be around family. That's that's going to be amazing, especially, you know, grandpa and grandpa, grandpa and grandma. They like to see their uh, their <laughs> grandchildren and a lot of benefits to being home. But at the same time, I have to treat it from a professional standpoint when I am at the rink. And it's like I got traded to any other team. I'm going to put my best effort towards the team and, uh, you know, try to be try to be a good teammate and that that's all you can really do. Yeah. And is there a, a number of guys on the team that you know, or that you kind of grew up with? And obviously I'm assuming there's a lot of guys that are on that team that stay there all year round. And is there guys you're close with on that team? Well, it's been tough as far as uh, getting to meet everyone. Um, we've, I mean, we, our baby was just born last month, but I have been able to go into the arena and meet the staff and meet some of the guys. And um, yeah, I've skated with quite a few of the guys from the area in the summers. And I've worked with a wild skating coach in Zach Parisi the last seven, eight years. Uh, Zucker's out there as well. And so, yeah, I, I've gotten to know, know some guys just from stuff like that, charity golf tournaments and, you know, I know it's a great group and we've, we've made some changes too. And the additions sounds like they're great guys too. Um, so yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting, getting in the room with the entire team. And, you know, you miss that feeling of being around the guys daily and striving towards that Stanley cup and getting better and, you know, having fun with one another. So we'll finish up on this uh, one question, kind of do it with guys that know at Petro you got any funny stories that, uh, that you can tell on the <laughs> podcast about yeah. Our boy Petro. Uh, well, I was fortunate enough to live with Alex. Uh, he stayed with us. How long was it? And before he he got a place down in Florida, he was living with my wife and I. <laughs> and yeah, he lived with us in Minnesota. So I've gotten gotten to see Petro in all areas of life. He's younger. He's a little more sleepy. Take a couple hour naps a day and. Uh, you know, I got, I got plenty of stories. We, we still talk. I don't know. It seems like almost every day we talk all the time, just kind of BS back and forth as far as stories go. Um, <laughs> if you can know, tell man. them that they're yeah, like right, sewer, right. sewer room or whatever. No, no, I that. would never do that. Yeah. No, <laughs> Alex is a good kid. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think like his, his energy and, uh, he's, he's, uh, He's a true pro where he's always, always trying to get better and find ways to, uh, you know, improve. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, we were drafted in 2010 together, so we were able to develop and grow together and kind of go through the same life experiences at the same time together. Jeez. I'm trying to think of a specific story because I got so many. <laughs> it's um, all we appreciate him helping us out to get you on the podcast. Yeah, um, no, but yeah, he's, he's, a, he's an absolute beauty and, you know, getting to know him a lot more and being close friends with him. He's always talked highly of you too. So, and, and your wife. So we, uh, we can't thank you enough. And, you know, and I don't know if you have any final comments you want to say, but uh, this is awesome for us to bring you on. Yeah, no, I appreciate it.
I love the people from Edmonton too. So I, I uh, yeah, Alex and Mark Pizik are probably some of my closest buddies and, in hockey so you guys are great up there i appreciate it <laughs> thank you and we appreciate what you guys do in minnesota too it's a it's a great hockey community so thanks bugie and i uh, can't thank you enough for doing this yeah no problem man we'll talk to you okay yeah, take care buddy yeah this segment was brought to you by award-winning pete's concrete where we pour sidewalks driveways patios or we can build you a beautiful retaining wall with proper drainage these can be done in a broom finish exposed aggregate Stamp impression. Also, we offer urethane injection to protect your foundation from leaking. Built to last. Pete's Concrete, 780-940-3784. <laughs> 